Welcome in on this Friday morning. It's your boy Thadik Abdullah. It's Sports Decaf. How y'all doing today? What's up, guys? It's your boy Thadik Fatul. How's everyone doing as well? We got a special guest in the house, my boy Joe Scanlon. Say what's up. Hey, what's up, everybody? Joe Scanlon rocking with you here on this early Friday morning. Okay, it's I like that. Early, man. <laughs> <laughs> Some energy on this Friday. I had three hours of sleep, guys. So just bear with me, all right? Okay, I can't, I can't complain. I got a nice little like, eight hours of sleep. Eight so, hours, uh, man. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember the last nice. time I had it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for today, we're going to talk, you know, some Kevin Durant talk. You know, he's, he went off last night. We're going to get more into that. Ben Simmons, 31-point performance. Is Joel Embiid holding him back? And then the last topic of the day, which NFL team has the most at stake come draft day? But to start off the show, the man Derek White went off for 26 in the first half. Spurs take another win on the Denver Nuggets. I mean, are, is this team a contender for the NBA Finals? You want to go? You want uh, to take it away? I, uh, I think they do have a good shot. Let me, let me tell you. I mean, Derek White comes into the playoffs averaging nine points a mm-hmm. game this season. And now all of a sudden here, these last three games, 16, 17, and then now 36. 36. He is just – he, and then, of course, did you all see that dunk over uh, was it Jamal Murray a couple games ago? Uh it, it, it was I it can't. was on Paul Millsap. No, it was, oh, Millsap. It was, it was, it was on Paul Millsap. Yeah, Millsap. It was Millsap. Yeah, and, man, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I love watching that video. You see the Denver Nuggets bench. They're just like, oh, should we cheer or should we? Uh, <laughs> should, should we sit down? No, there yeah. was another clue with Lonnie Walker, and I mean, I, I know I, you saw it. Lonnie got Walker fouled. got up so high. He got up so high to where the Denver bench. I think it was Gary Harris. He stood up and he put his hands over his mouth because. <laughs> He he was about to witness his teammate get baptized. <laughs> I mean, that, that's re- that's really what it came down to. He, he would have got bodied after that. But man, Derek White, like the Spurs, they just do it again. I mean, they grab another diamond in the rough. You got a guy who was a one-year D1 player. He played D2, you know, his first three years in college. He was almost a nobody until he got to Colorado, and the Spurs, you know, took him in the first round. I mean, this guy is filling in those minutes for Dejounte Murray. I think this team is starting to have a legitimate chance to, you know, I think they have a really good shot now to make it to the Western Conference Finals. But now they're starting to give some hope at the NBA Finals run. I mean, this this Spurs team is serious. Um, I'm sh- I don't know what's up with the hype. Like, you guys are on the hype train. And me and you talked about this before the series started. We knew that this Denver and San Antonio series was going to be tough. Yeah. I still got Denver winning. I think Denver is still a young team. And, I mean, San Antonio definitely had their – have their nights to where they had guys show out, but this San Antonio this San Antonio team is not going to do any damage. Let's, let's be honest. I think we're just caught up in hype on recency bias, and whenever it comes down to them either playing OKC or Portland, Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum is going to have themselves the best time of their lives against these San Antonio guards. No disrespect to Derek White and Brian and uh, Brent Forbes, but they're not going to be. If Russell Westbrook and Paul George cannot keep their hands, cannot guard these guys efficiently. How in the hell is Brian, Bryn Forbes and uh, Derek White going to be able to do that themselves? I'm just looking at the guard play with Portland, or I'm going to be looking at OKC with Russell Westbrook and Paul George. I, 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 don't got, I don't got San Antonio doing any doing any damage. I hope they prove me wrong because I love what they're doing. I mean, shout out to what, shout out to the GM of the, uh, the San Antonio Spurs. Always finding diamonds in the rust. Yeah. Bryn Forbes, I mean, playing phenomenal. He's given you 10 in this playoff series. Uh, Derek White, we just talked about him. Thirty-six this uh, last game. I mean, this is this is honestly, uh, this is ridiculous. The amount of talent that he's finding, people that are like low-key type of dudes that buy into the system, that do not have an attitude. I mean, the only thing, the only blemish on the San Antonio Spurs organization was probably the Kawhi Leonard situation, and that was not even that big of a deal. 
But yeah. it was just someone that wanted to get traded. It's more on their medical stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, and that's that's the only thing that really went down with the whole situation. But other than that, there has it has been a, a squeaky clean record with the San Antonio Spurs organization. And honestly, especially as a Dallas native, I do hope that they win the series. But I mean, I'm not going to jump on the train. I think I, I still got Denver winning the series. Okay. Um, see, it's tough for me because uh, the way the Spurs, these starting five, you know, last night Aldridge puts up 18. Puelto, I don't know how to say that last name, puts up 10. <laughs> White puts enough. up 36. Rosen puts up 25. If these starters keep putting up points like this, I mean, like you said, the lack of defense play, you know, guarding guards like McCollum or uh, Dame Lillard. You know, I don't know if that even if that even matters unless, you know, Dame and McCollum go off for like 30 points apiece because, you know, the name of the game is scoring, scoring buckets. And if, if at the end of the day, you know, if the Spurs are able to just put up these numbers consistently on a daily basis, you know, not every team's going to be able to match with that. So and, uh, and, and that's the thing is and that's the thing. San Antonio's not going to be putting up those numbers on a consistent basis. You can testify for that as well. You're not going to have DeMar DeRozan giving you 25 and then with LaMarcus Aldridge doing what he did. And then how often are we going to see Derek White have 36? Hey, see, he, could have the, he could have the playoff run of his life here. Hey, no, he could. <laughs> see, but if you were to put your money on it, someone that averaged nine, you said he averaged nine, nine, throughout, nine the, throughout, throughout the regular yeah. season. I, I feel like this 36-point performance, no disrespect to it. I mean, he had, that was a great game, yeah. but that, that could have been considered an outlier. Like, are, are you going to expect him to put up 30 next game? Probably not. No. You're going to expect him to probably put up 15 or 16. I don't know about 36. So, I mean, I, I just – I don't know. I mean, this, this San Antonio team, I think they had a really good game. Likewise with Philadelphia. Philadelphia had a great game, game two against uh, excuse me against Brooklyn. They scored almost what one one hundred and fifty points. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, and, and that it's just everyone was fire, firing on all cylinders. I think it was a good game for San Antonio. Don't forget they were at home, so you're definitely going to shoot better when you're at home. But other than that, I mean, I, I I don't know I don't know if this team is deep enough to go to the finals, or you know because if, if, honestly if they're playing against the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, are they are they going to beat them? No, no, but no. I mean, they're, they're gonna. The Warriors are gonna look at this team like you know, we we gotta play it right. We gotta you know do it our way. We can't let the Spurs you know play Spurs basketball, or we're gonna be in trouble in this series. But because if you look at it, this Spurs team should be up three zero right now. I mean, game two they let it slide. They were up Jamal ten Murray points late in night. the game. Yeah, he had himself a night. But the thing is, we're talking about Derek White, and we're talking about how oh, can he put up thirty six. We haven't even talked about DeMar DeRozan or LaMarcus Aldridge all series just because he's this Derek White's been overshadowing them by his performances. And I mean, if he's not having a 30 point night, DeMar DeRozan is. If DeMar DeRozan's not having a good night, LaMarcus Aldridge is going to have himself a double double. But the, that, that's the thing with the Spurs team is like they don't have a superstar. And that's kind of what you need to win an NBA championship, in my opinion. I mean, if you look at just the recent runs of NBA champions, I mean, you can go back to the, to Detroit. Well, I mean, they got some. They got some dogs. They got but, Rudy Gay. And 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 no, no, you're right. But no, first of all, Rudy Gay is not himself. I mean, after that torn Achilles and whatnot, he has not been himself. But no, I agree. yeah, but other than that, I mean, I'm looking at this team. It's like they have tier two tier two dudes. Like like Demar Derozan is someone that's a budding all star. He would make an all star team on a good team. Hence why he didn't make it this year. Lamarcus Aldridge, same thing. Respectable dudes, respectable careers. And Demar Derozan has something. He has a blemish on his career too. He usually does not show up in the playoffs. So we got to see what, what happens with him. But, I mean, this Spurs team is I, – I don't – like, I, I get what you're saying because the Spurs are like the Patriots. You can't count them out. Yeah. They're, they're, they're a great team. You yeah. cannot count them out, especially with Coach – excuse me, with Coach Pop. But, 
I'm like, sometimes I just feel like talent over overshadows and overwhelms the whole spectrum of this NBA playoffs. And it's like, if you don't have a superstar, I don't know how you're going to win. Now, when you say superstar, you're talking about one person who takes control. Like, or? well, because a superstar, like if you look at even the recent run of, of, of NBA champions, they've had at least one or two superstars, mostly two or three. Yeah. Look at the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry is a superstar. Kevin Durant's a superstar. And I mean, you could someone in someone in, in another universe could consider Klay Thompson a superstar on another team. I'd yeah, say he's yeah. A superstar. yeah. And but Klay Thompson is a superstar for that team, and yeah. that's the All thing. Right. He plays he plays to the system, great defender and whatnot. I can go on about Klay Thompson, but I mean, but even with the Miami Heat, they had a big three: LeBron, D Wade, and and Chris Bosh. I think the only outlier to this whole thing was was the Mavericks. They didn't have multiple superstars, but they still had a superstar. Yeah. yeah. Look at you know look at Los Angeles Lakers when they when they went on a three peat. Kobe Bryant, Shaq. Yeah. They they have they have their dudes. I don't think we've ever seen an NBA history. Please, someone if some whoever's listening to this, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I've ever seen an NBA champion with just stars, like a, a like a budding star. They did not have a, a glorified superstar. And that's I think that's what it comes down to in these NBA playoffs. I would say one can maybe argue the Detroit Bad Boys. I think it was full Isaiah of stars. Thomas? Yeah. Isaiah Thomas was he yeah, was Isaiah Thomas yeah, and he got, not yeah, yeah he I knocked out about Isaiah Thomas but yeah uh, no that 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 Detroit team was something I mean strong. Bill and Beer I mean you're going to throw elbows and stuff like that start fights back in the day I mean come on Dennis yeah. Rodman, it, Rodman like the boys that. I mean, yeah they, they, that was a bad, bad boy team. basketball that even was... even the the what, it was a 20 2004 Detroit Pistons with Chauncey Billups Rasheed Wallace I, I mean that team Rip Hamilton oh my <laughs> Ooh, oh, y'all are about to get me fired up this this morning. But. but see, see the thing about the Spurs, it's different. You got the man with the plan, Greg Popovich. Yeah. I mean, the only problem why I think they won't make it to the NBA Finals is because Loney Walker isn't completely himself yet. I mean, the rookie that they had a lot of trust in. He tore his meniscus, I believe, in the summer league. And, I mean, he's just now getting back to form. And then DeJounte Murray. I mean, there are, one can argue it's the best player on that San Antonio team. Or, you know, up-and-coming. He's an up-and-coming star. He's arguably, you know, the best defender on that Spurs team. I think that's what they're missing a lot. But I think now with Derek White balling out, I mean, you've got Rudy Gay, who's who's been looking nice this season. You know, he's shown, he's shown you know, his good and bad all season. But once DeJounte Murray comes back next season, and then you got Loney Walker just getting healthier and getting better, I mean, this Spurs team is going to be something you want to, you know, watch out for. Knock, knock on wood, hopefully DeJounte Murray is himself. But yeah. I got a question for you guys. How is the, how is the rotation system going to look like whenever DeJounte Murray comes back and then you still got Bryn Forbes and then you got Derek White? I mean, who do you think is going to be on the bench? Uh, definitely, I say Bryn Forbes. I think, think so? they that, probably implement him into that lineup. That's just a problem you'd like to have. It's like, crap, yeah, man, yeah. we have so many good players. It's like, who are we going to pull off the bench? And but you yeah. still got Patty Mills as well. I mean, yeah, ah, man. Yeah, I'd probably agree. It'd probably be Brent Forbes. Yeah, yeah. No. you'd have to. I mean, now if Murray comes back and he's not himself, then of course you make that switch and you know. Murray and that's one thing bench. is that just don't rush the process. Yeah. I think yeah. you've and we talked about this. I think it was last show we talked about this. There's there's been a handful of teams that kind of rush their guys back. They want to make this playoff push, and sometimes it's not the best thing for the dude's career. No. So if I'm the San Antonio Spurs, I think you already got your solidified group of guys. Let let Dejounte Murray come back on his own time. Yeah, and I mean, DeJounte Murray, have y'all seen his recovery? I mean, uh, the guy just posted a video yesterday doing a windmill. Oh, okay. I, well, he's <laughs> If this is not the fastest ACL recovery, then I don't know. This has got to be in, like, the world and he record. Tore it, he tore it, if I'm not mistaken, like a few weeks or a few days yeah. before the NBA season started. Yeah. So that's what, like late October, five, early November? Five, six months? Yeah. Yeah. But that's technology And for he's, you. like, full form. Yeah. 
That's so it. my whole problem is, you know, the whole Kawhi Leonard drama, you know, saying the doctors misdiagnosed him. I mean, I don't know. I think it was just, you know, maybe a mistake. You know, it happens. You know, no one's perfect. But I think Kawhi Leonard, now I'm looking at I think he overreacted just a little bit. I think he overreacted. Uh, I think it was yeah. the team yeah. around him. Yeah, I think he just wanted to get out of there. And he was just yeah. finding excuses. And so uh, he decided to go and play Fortnite instead of <laughs> the playoffs. So, uh, yeah. See, I don't even know if it's if it's Kawhi necessarily. Because there was speculation that his uncle wanted him to move out of San Antonio for well, you know, well, you also gotta you gotta playing realize for a bigger market. Why did his uncle want him to do that? Because there was stuff going on with the one and only Tony Parker. Tony Parker. Yeah. Tony Parker was basically questioning Kawhi Leonard's health to the whole con- to the whole press conference. I mean, to the whole national media, telling you know, just not trusting in someone that because he told he told the national media he said, whenever I had this injury, I was playing through it. I mean, and that's Tony Parker, one of the leaders of your team. Yeah. That's you, that's disrespectful on so many levels because you're questioning someone, first of all, who's the best player on your team, undoubtedly. And number two, he's going to be the reason why you guys were even in talks to make the finals because that San Antonio, that, that San Antonio uh, Spurs team, they were on the verge of what, hitting 60 wins as well whenever Kawhi yeah. Leonard was on that yeah, team. They were. So, I mean. Beating the Warriors as well. They yeah. 20-plus. He gets injured. He gets they injured. lose that game. Yeah. So, I mean. Uh, like there were so many factors to it, and maybe the, doc- the the doctors misdiagnosed him and whatnot. But I also feel like Kawhi Leonard was he was healthy. Like I feel like he was able to play, but he just didn't want to. Yeah, definitely. That, that's how I felt. Yeah. But uh, we're gonna switch it up. Talk about you know my guy, best player in the world, Kevin Durant. Is this the most important playoff run for Kevin Durant's career? What do you think, Joe? I don't know. I'm, for his career. Um, I mean, he is getting older. I mean, I forget. Uh, he was at Texas in like 06, 07. Yeah, so the 06. it's like you think you think back to that. It's like wow, crap, man. It's been time flies. Years, <laughs> but uh, I I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's the most important one in his career. I I because he already got he already has two rings now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's proved himself. He dropped thirty eight last night on the Clippers. I mean, he he still he still got it. Um, I don't know if y'all saw the clip. Did y'all see the clip where. The interviewer asked like the the Warriors and was like you know something about oh, would y'all leave or something like that knowing that you could win rings here, and Steph's like nah man and Draymond's like nah but you see uh, Clay and, and Kevin at- were sitting there and they're Clay sitting there like Clay sitting there like hey no, <laughs> no think about it no reply so, so I I don't know if it's the most important in his career I think I think he's just I think he's just along for the ride right now and I think we see a switch. After mm-hmm. this year, I think I think he might he might leave. Yeah, he's definitely out this season. Yeah. I, I want to say this: I don't know if this is the most playoff. Excuse me, if this is the most important playoff run for Kevin Durant's career, but I think this is the most important playoff run for the NBA. And think about it like this: if the Warriors do not win an NBA championship, what's going to happen to the whole the whole balance of the NBA? Kevin Durant might go to New York. Well, then now Golden State is not a is not a contender. Now suddenly New York, who what? If I'm not mistaken, they won like 20 games or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they, they have a great shot of getting the number one pick, which as will well. be Zion. And that so. team, that was one of the worst teams in the league, could end up being a contender as well. And now you just sh- you just shifted the balance. You have another superstar in the East. You got Kevin Durant out of the Warriors. I mean, now the West is wide open. And if I was to put my money on it, if Houston stays the same, it would probably be Houston as the best team in the West. But I think this is the most impl- important playoff run for the NBA, for the league. And it's because you don't know what's going to happen. I think Kevin Durant is the sole factor to, de- to determine the, the, the ultimate balance of the league. Because wherever Kevin Durant goes, that team's going to ultimately be a contender. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Kawhi yeah. Leonard can go to the Clippers and whatnot. That's cool and all. But I feel like if Kevin Durant goes east, he goes to New York, that's like the 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 balance has just shifted. And that's what I think. Here's why I feel like it's one of the most important ones of his career. Because, you know, his first two seasons coming in, it's never really been about Durant. It's always been, you know, this Curry's team. He's already got two finals MVP under his belt. And this, this season, I feel like this Warriors team faces more adversity. You know, some type of adversity. You know, people are saying they have a chance to lose. The fir- his first two years in, it was almost guaranteed, you know, they're winning the NBA Finals. Now it's like, you know, I don't know. And there's going to be a lot of talk if they don't win the NBA Finals that, you know, Durant needed almost a perfect team to win it. And when there was a little crack, he couldn't get the job done. I mean, the media just always seems to, you know, throw shots at him. I mean, no one forgets the 2017 finals. The Warriors are up 2-1. Cleveland Cavaliers have a, a lead in the fourth quarter. I believe those 50 seconds left. It's 113-111. Durant gets the ball in transition. Pull up three on LeBron. I mean, no one talks about that game. Cleveland could have, you know, could have been 2-1. Momentum could have shifted. But, I mean, you know, guys still talk about how, you know, Durant needs all the help in the world. But no one really, really looks at the footage and sees that, you know, in these NBA finals, he's the guy close, closing out the show. Okay, well, let's – He's averaging 35 how, how, how did he get the to the finals? finals. How, how did he get to the finals? He needed a supporting cast around him. Yeah, yeah, but without Kevin Durant, this Warriors team would not be able to beat LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love. I okay. mean, yeah, no, I agree. The first with finals, I, I, I agree. With Kyrie you. goes down, Kevin but, Love goes down. But but where was Kyrie and Kevin Love last series? Yeah, that Warriors yeah. team would have beat him. I think that Warriors team would have had two out of four. LeBron would have had two out of four. I think it would have been split. But I will say this about this Warriors team, and you talked about how there's a little crack, a little suspicion that they might lose in mm-hmm. this in this playoff series. Demarcus Cousins, and, and, and it's because of Demarcus Cousins as well. But I think. I really do feel like a lot of teams have just got just gotten better. They've adapted to this this NBA era of three-point shooting. I mean, let's be honest. The Warriors were miles ahead of every single person, every single team as well whenever they started shooting threes back in 2015. I mean, the, you had you had a bunch of teams still and you still have some teams nowadays they just stuck with the mid-range shots, stuck with layups and you know trying to shoot the two-pointers. You had the Golden State Warriors who efficiently shot threes. Now you have a bunch of teams that have finally cut up to the Golden State Warriors, such as Houston, such as Portland, such, you know, you know, uh, such as Milwaukee as well, Toronto, Boston. There's a bunch of teams that have kind of finally caught up, shoot a lot of threes. They shoot it at a tremendous rate. And it's like that's the only reason why I feel like these teams can give Golden State a run for their money. It's, it's not because I think Golden State has gotten worse. I don't think that you – know, I, just, I just feel like teams have gotten better. I think mm-hmm. teams have adapted yeah. to the era – and I, I think that's that's the only that's the only thing that we're seeing right now. But I mean, we still have you know. I the thing about Durant is, I don't think we're gonna see a score. I mean, he's a score that could last in you know the era before before now, and he can last in this era, yeah, and he can last in the next era. No, no, no. Simply, I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't disrespecting Durant's game. I was saying I think the Golden State Warriors. The only reason why I have a suspicion that Houston could beat him is I'm really only talking about Houston. Yeah. The only reason why I feel like that is because Houston, in my opinion, is the best three-point shooting team because they shoot at a tremendous clip. I mean, they shoot like 50 threes a game. And they've already, they have already set the NBA record for most threes made in a game twice. Uh-huh. So that's the, only re- that's the only reason why. I don't think it has anything to do with Kevin Durant, yeah. with Steph Curry's game. I just think that it's, it's, it's more of a Houston thing more than a Golden State issue. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. See, but the thing is, no one, no one looks at the Warriors, you know, we just look at offense. I mean, I think they have – they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. No, they are. I mean, when they get serious on defense, they're a problem. You got Draymond Green, 
who you know can guard the center position, the three to five position. You've got Durant, who can give almost any guy at his position a hard time. You've got Curry, who's kind of a liability, but I mean he's always got that help. You know when they play the zone defense, this Warriors team is trouble, not just offensively but defensively when they're zoned in. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I agree with your point. You know you, you're talking about. Um, uh, you know, Durant, you know, if he does go to the East, if he does, does leave, that would change the whole balance of the West. And it would automatically just put Houston as the top team with, with Paul, Harden, Capella, mm-hmm. um, you know. And so, so I don't know. You know, if they do win, you know, Durant, you know, he had a good thing in OKC. He wanted a ring, though, so he left to go to Golden State. I, I could still see him leaving even if they win. Think so? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 think I, I could. I, I think he might. He might go. You know. So you think you you guys think the decision is already set? Yeah, I think it's already set. And I think his reaction in that little press conference because he had like no emotion. He was doing his old little. Like, yeah. Show, looking at the yeah. ground. I th- I think he. I think he, he's he's going to take his rings and go. Thanks for the memories. I'm going to go try to win one somewhere else now mm-hmm. and sh- show that I am the best player in this league. And that's and th- I, that's the thing. I, I think that's what he has to do. And, and I, that's what I was just about to mm-hmm. say. I, I like that's really what he has to do to solidify his career as one of the greats. Yeah. But can can we talk about can we talk about this Golden State game? I mean, Durant and I you've heard me say this. Yeah. Durant finally like he needs to be shooting 20 plus shots. I think Steve Kerr before the game said, you know, man, try to put up 30 shots tonight. You know, and, just shoot it out. And this and this game was a glimpse, a little sneak peek of what would of what Kevin Durant would do if he was on almost any other team and he was a primary scoring option. I mean, this yeah. guy gave you he made 14 out of 23 shots, 38 points. And I mean, one thing that we never give Kevin Durant credit for is that he plays the game the right way. Like like seriously, seriously, he defends, makes right passes, just shoots great shots. Does everything he, he he's a he's a versatile player can dribble can post up can do everything on the floor, and I mean he plays the game the right way and it's like it's finally it's finally fulfilling to see someone like that because I mean Warriors blew out the Clippers and Dev, Kevin Durant shot his twenty three shots thirty eight points efficient he shot sixty one percent I don't think that was a great shooting night I think that was a Kevin Durant shooting night I think that was a regular regular night for him a day in the office yeah. so I mean. Kevin Durant, if he, if he starts shooting more shots, this Golden State team could be, really be scary. I think that's the only problem with them offensively is that you're going to have to try to balance out who can shoot the shots. And I know it's like in, it's, it's, it's in the heat of the moment. If Steph Curry has a good look, he's not going to pass it up just because he has 16 shots. And Kev, you know? But I think it's more, of, it's more of, hey, we got to run more plays for Kevin Durant. We got to get Steph Curry involved because Steph Curry only had 11 shots last night, 7 for 11, but he still played well. I mean, that's the only thing with this Golden State team. They have so so many people that can light it up on a nightly basis. It's like, you don't know who's going to get the shots. But I really do feel like Kevin Durant should be the primary scoring option. Given the, give him 20 shots at least. Because yeah. he's going to make 55% of them. Yeah, definitely. And uh, if you watched the game yesterday, nothing was working for that Clippers team. They put Patrick Beverly. Durant did it smart. He got Beverly in foul trouble. And all he was doing was post up, one step, pull up in his face. Yeah. They switched. Montrez Harrell. He was giving them the work. Shy Gilgis Alexander, he was making them look like the rookie he is. I mean, everyone that they were yeah. putting on Durant last <laughs> night was just Jermichael Green. I mean, he made them look like the scrub he is on that bench. <laughs> oh my I mean, God. Durant, one thing about him is I've never seen that, that side of Durant yesterday where it's, you know, guys are up in his face and he was just doing a simple pull-up. I mean, I'm talking the defenders were giving him no room. And he I guess he realized something else last night that – you know, regardless who's guarding me, if I just pull up and shoot it, 
There's no one that can block my it, shot. Okay, I got a question for you guys. Isn't there a a, a little spice of Dirk ins- inside of Kevin Durant? Just just yeah. in, and just in the, just yeah. in the way that Kevin and you just said it. Kevin Durant can have any single person on him. You could have Serge Ibaka on him. You could have Rudy Gobert guarding him, or you could have Patrick Beverly. You know, vice versa. But Kevin Durant will still score on you, and that's that's kind of the way Dirk Nowitzki was. Yeah. I mean, you he, there was guys. I promise you, in that 2011 Mavs run, they would literally put their, the palm of their hands inside Dirk Nowitzki's eyes, covering his face up, and Dirk Nowitzki would still find a way to make it. I don't understand how, but that that like, there's a little spice of him. And there's I mean, a little spice. There's a little bit in his fadeaway too. He got the little knee yeah. coming out. Well, see, that's that's the thing. Dirk just paved the way for guys like Durant. Exactly. Um, you know, other other four four guards. You know, it's uh, four forwards. But uh, uh, you know, he paved the way, and they're he they don't. I mean, now Kevin Durant he hasn't copied his game out, off of Dirk's, oh, yeah. but he's taken aspects of it. The oh, yeah. fadeaway, the and that's you know, what pull makes you up, great. and that's what makes you great. And he, he's just showing that you know Dirk showed that big guys can shoot, and so Kevin Durant. How tall is that? Six eight, something like that. Oh, they no. say he's six, six eight, but six, he's eight. about Kevin six Durant, eleven. No, no, no the, he he's listed at six eleven, but he's he is he is taller than DeAndre Jordan and. DeAndre Jordan is a flat six eleven. So yeah, Kevin Durant seven one yeah. seven two. Yes, he's oh no, nah, you're overdoing. Okay, it yeah, no, no, ask okay, no. Well, Embiid's about seven one. No, no, ask like look, look at reports. I mean, they say that like Kevin Durant is not six eleven. Like, I, I think he's a solid because Demarcus Cousins is down at six ten and Durant has about an inch on him. Well, so, I mean, I'll, same thing with DeAndre Jordan. I, I saw the Team USA pictures and it was Kevin Durant, DeAndre Jordan head to head, and DeAndre Jordan was like to his like cheekbone. So I mean. That's like that's a good two or three inches. So I I don't know. I mean we're never we're never gonna really know we'll, the true we'll height. Call, we'll call we'll call it seven foot. We'll call it seven. We're, foot. We're gonna have to measure it ourselves. <laughs> we're gonna have to get him in let's here. Get, let's get Kevin on the horn. Hey Kevin, can we come? Uh, can we uh, measure you real quick just for, just for science? Uh, but uh, but yeah, no. So he, like he like you say, he just he can pull up, he can shoot, and at seven foot, you know, if you got that, you're unstoppable. And he moves like a point guard. Yeah. I mean, the, it's ridiculous. The guy is thirty years old. Yeah. And I mean, he has yeah. no signs. Like we talk about LeBron James, I mean, this guy has no signs of slowing down. And he, the, the crazy. Oh, okay, thing is, okay, wait, no, no, no. LeBron right. James at age thirty did not have a single drop of slowing down as well. So, okay, LeBron look. James is 34, right. 35 years of age. Yeah. Just wait till Kevin Durant's thirty-four. I just want to throw that I understand in there. that, but Kevin Durant doesn't need as much athleticism as LeBron does, because Kevin Durant is such a lethal scorer yeah. that I mean, if he just does this, he's he's getting buckets till he's thirty-eight. I mean, the guy has some street ball swagger into his game. I mean, to me, Kevin Durant is the best player in the world right now. And we're witnessing it. We're seeing what happens when you piss off the beast. But let's switch it up to another guy who was pissed off last night. Ben Simmons dropped his playoff career high. 31-point performance. Is Joel Embiid holding him back? Oh, man. Okay. Um, I'm looking at it. And, like, if you look at all the stats whenever Ben Simmons does not play I'm excuse me. Whenever Ben Simmons plays without Joel Embiid, he utterly just kills. He murders the floor. So I definitely think that there's a there's a there's a little tension. Not excuse me, not tension, but there's a little thing going on to where one person would play better without the other. I don't know if Joel Embiid would play better without Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons is a facilitator. And I've said this on the podcast: a great center needs a great point guard that can dish in the rock. And Joel Embiid, luckily, he has that. So I don't know. Um, I feel like Ben Simmons does – he has a ceiling to where this guy can really be a 20, 23, 24-point type of dude that can give you 9-9 nine and nine, or maybe even – like Ben Simmons can average a triple-double. When it comes – push push comes to sub, and he, he's on a team such as Russell Westbrook was a few years ago, Ben Simmons could, could mess around and average a triple-double. So, I mean, Ben Simmons is that type of dude, but 
can we can we acknowledge the fact that because you oh my god okay look I went I went on the record and you heard my rant last podcast I said Ben Simmons needs to be used as someone who who who's on the short corner post up and use his skills his height to his advantage they finally did that last game he was sending screens for Jimmy Butler you know, was in the post working dudes out, and he he was able to use his ball handling, his vision in transition. I think that was a great game for him. Shout out to Brett, uh, Coach Brown. He used Ben Simmons' skill set to the T. I mean, or to the S, or to, I don't know, but I mean, uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But I mean, they he I mean they use they use his skill set perfectly, letting letting him abuse people, use your size and your post game. I think that was perfect. I think they need to continue doing that because Ben Simmons is not someone who should be on the three point line just standing there. That you're not a threat. You got to be in the post. You got to be in the short corner doing your thing. How do you feel, Joe? I just I always find it hilarious. He's a point guard who can't shoot a three. That's yeah. That's that, that's that, the that always cracks me up. <laughs> but I mean, uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. You look at this. You know, Joel Embiid didn't play. He drops thirty one. Um, and um, you know, you see the trends, and it, it kind of trends that way. I don't, I don't know if one person can truly hold someone back, but when you do have Embiid out there. I I don't know you know it it, it it's another it's another you know, score so you know it takes away from Simmons in some aspects but Definitely. at the same time defenses will focus on Embiid and that allows Ben Simmons to you know get some more open looks open shots yeah, stuff like yeah. that so I don't know if it truly holds him back I can see what you were saying how you know um uh, it's a uh, I forgot what you said but like uh, <laughs> you said it you said it I agreed with it and. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, I I I think maybe it's slightly, but not to the point where it makes Ben Simmons a bad player. Yeah, okay, I yeah. get I get what you're saying. See, I look at it in a different perspective. I think Ben Simmons, I ha- I think it has nothing to do with Joel Embiid. I think it's more of Ben Simmons kind of holds this Philadelphia team back. I mean, one wants to talk about how, you know, see, I got before before yeah, yeah I, see, I I got the juice for this. All right, so if you watch the games, you know, Joel Embiid's game is supposed to be inside the paint. Ben Simmons excels when he, you know, drives it into the lane. But the problem is, I mean, you've got a guy like Joel Embiid who's already in the paint most of the times, and you got Ben Simmons who's trying to drive in. But if you look at the defenders, there's maybe a 10-foot gap in between Ben Simmons and the defender when he's at the three-point line. I mean, so you've already got his defender, and then you've already got another center in the lane. This is what makes it hard for Ben Simmons to, you know, get his points. It's because you've got already two guys in the lane, and if he is to drive it in, which would be a stupid decision. I mean, he's got to really implement a shot into his game to really spread the floor because, I mean, all you're doing is clogging up the lane, you, yeah. you know, because Joel Embiid's guy is already in there. So there's, so the problem with Ben Simmons is he's got to develop his shot or him and Embiid are not going to work together. I mean, you're a point guard who can only really play inside the paint. That's going to be an issue, you know, as your career, you know, starts to continue on because, I mean – your your center is the best player on the team, but you're not you're not allowing him to play his game. I mean, Joel Embiid can't switch his game in order for Ben Simmons' game to work. Ben Simmons has got to switch his game in order. for I Joel think that's Embiid. why that's why I threw around the idea of Ben Simmons becoming a low post player. Yeah, I, and 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 that and I yeah, and I agree with you. Whenever he's at the three point line, he and you're still clogging the lane up because mm-hmm. your defender ultimately just goes to the paint and just yeah. double teams Joel Embiid. Yeah. But Jared <laughs> Dudley. Oh, you're going to shoot the three. Okay, all right. Yeah, cool, like, seriously, though. Like, seriously. 
And that's why I think like a lot of high-low actions have to be going in place where Ben Simmons should be able to get the ball in the free throw line, and he can hit that. He can hit a free throw jumper. Yeah. High-low action. Have 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 Ben Simmons on the free throw line. Let ben, let Joel Embiid post up in the paint. That's a little dish off. Yeah. A vertical dish off. I mean, Joel Embiid should score that eighty percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Or you could be vice versa. Joel Embiid's a threat for mid range. Ben Simmons, if he's deep in the lane, have someone on his back already posted up. You're a threat as well. You should hit 70% of your shots. So I think the way that Ben Simmons was used, I don't, I don't know if he was necessarily holding back Philly. I think that Philly was not using Ben Simmons correctly to his skill set. I think that he's an athletic player and that he should be – I think that he should be on the low post, short corner, mid-range area to where you let him work because he's ultimately going to be a threat in that area. He's not going to be a threat in the three-point line. Yeah. So, I mean, right. and that and that's what it comes down to. I think a guy like Jimmy Butler can excel off that as well. Ben Simmons, if, if push comes to shove and he's going to try to bully someone, he's going to he's gonna require a double. Ben Simmons is a 6'10 point guard who's strong as heck. If you get doubled, that's, that's going to give someone like J.J. Redick open threes, someone like Ben Simmons, uh, excuse me, someone like Joel Embiid an open dunk because that happened a lot of times game two against uh, Brooklyn. Or someone like Jimmy Butler in open three. I mean, Tobias Harris as well. We 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 get the concept. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if he's holding back Philly. I think that Philly or or even let's just talk about it. Coach Brown was not using him effectively. Yeah. And I mean, I think it, it definitely showed game one of that playoff series. But game two and game three, he's been playing phenomenal. Yeah, but there's one thing. You know, you're in the NBA. You got you've got to completely you know uh, you know improve your game. You know, Ben Simmons came in last season without a jump shot. He came in this season without a jump shot. I mean, Ben Simmons last last season and this season is the exact same player. The only thing that changes is experience. I mean, if you look at Joel Embiid, I think it was game one. You know, Jeff Van Gundy was talking. He's like, why do these guys still fall for his pump fake at the three-point line? He's a 30% shooter. But see, the thing with Ben Simmons, he doesn't even give defenders that chance because he doesn't take these shots. So if Ben Simmons can just, you know, take – Take threes, you know, go for it. I mean, you you make one out of five, that's better than making zero out of zero. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're letting your defender know, like, if you give me this much space, I'm going to take that shot. And he just still hasn't implemented that into his game. And I think that's the issue. And I and I think – oh, my bad. You oh, no, no. Me. I was going to ask you a question. Why do you think he hasn't implemented it? Like, it's not that hard to go into the yeah. gym in the offseason and say, give, give me a rack of, give me a rack of basketballs and just sit there behind the line for – you know, He's a, a professional. Hours a day. No, no, no. I I disagree with you guys. I think he was working on it, and I think the shooting this shooting thing that he has going on. I think it's a confidence issue. I think seeing someone and a lot of people have definitely highlighted the fact that he has not made a single three yet in his whole career, <laughs> especially in the three point era that we're in. He has not made a single three. I think a lot of people have highlighted the fact that he hasn't done that, and. I mean, he hasn't. He just hasn't been shooting threes. I think that it's a confidence issue. I definitely think, and I agree with you. I think if he consistently shot threes, I think he could be a high 20, 20% yeah. shooter, which low 30s, which is, which is, which better is, than which is a threat, which is a threat. Someone you kind of want to keep your hands on. And Ben Simmons is such a good player. It's like, if you're going to play him up close, he will blow by you or he will post yeah. you up. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's a confidence issue. I definitely think that I mean, at, the end of the, at the end of the day, these guys are professional athletes. These guys are NBA players. I th- like, come on, let's be honest. You 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 don't think that yeah. Ben Simmons knew that he cannot shoot? I think I th- I think he was working on it probably more than anything. I, I think mean, he should know he, he's gonna make at least one. Honestly, five. just I would just go work work even harder on it just to prove people wrong, get them to stop yeah. laughing at did, you. Did y'all like. did y'all hear the story about De'Aaron Fox? Th- this this is why I love De'Aaron Fox. He shot around. I, if I'm not even mistaken, he shot low 30s in terms of three point shooting last season. 
in the offseason, he said, I'm not I'm not doing ball handling. I'm not doing defense. He said, I'm the quickest guy in the, in the NBA. My defense is fine. Yeah, I can yeah. dribble. I'm a point guard. My ball handling is fine. He said, I'm literally going to work on my shot. Every single day, I'm going to work out, lift, and work on my shot. He's and like it's not like he completely did not work on his yeah. ball hand. Like he touched up on it. But right, he knew yeah, his weakness. Yeah. But he knew his weakness and his whole summer agenda was to work on his shot. Well, he's shooting around, if I'm not mistaken, forty percent from the three. Something I mean like that, yeah. it's around that area. I mean, that's that's, that's a, true that's improvement. I think Ben Simmons has to attack like that and also be confident in his shot. Yeah, see, because this is a league where if you're not getting better, there's the other guy who's gonna come on top of you. And Ben Simmons can't just you know, sit in the position he is and think, you know, oh, I'm I'm gonna be known as you know a top five point guard in the next years to come. Right, no. Well, if you stay where you're at, you're you're just gonna be an average guy who can pass, who can drive it to the lane, who has a lot of athleticism Honestly, and talent, who hasn't really excelled. And a good reason is Andrew Wiggins. I mean, the guy just plays with a lack of confidence, just like Ben Simmons at times. I mean, that can really hurt you come year four, year five. And, and that confuses me because it's like I, I get the whole confidence thing with baseball. Uh, for me with baseball, confidence as a pitcher, you mm-hmm. needed that or else, you know, you were you were going to be bad. But these guys yeah. are professional athletes. You are good enough. You are the top 1%, less than yeah. 1%, less than 1% yeah. bas- basketball players in the world. Like, shouldn't that be enough confidence to, like, get you going? I mean, that, the, that, that, the would, that, would, that, would put, that would put me up, you know, yeah. over the moon. I'd be like – Hell yeah, I'm one of the best players in the world right now. I'm gonna go work on this. I'm gonna be fine. You know, it's whatever. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I get what you're saying, but I think there's a lot of factors to it as well. And you look at the politics of NBA. Mm-hmm. I uh, mean, if you, uh, have you have you taken a glance of NBA Twitter? I mean, that's the most savage area, <laughs> yeah, savage, savage space in. Not social. even the posts. It's the comments. It's the, it's com- the comments. If you yeah. go under a Bleacher Report comment, I mean. Oh no. You you need to that. come in there with a hazard suit, and you need to be <laughs> you got to be ready for what's coming because I mean the jokes, all the things that I mean, so much criticism goes on. It's like, and I and I I I, I, I understand the jokes, but sometimes as, a, as an athlete, that can affect you. But yeah. it's not it's not as good as an MW two. Those game lobby chats. Game um, lobby. Yeah, God. but but there is some news going out. There's a man missing in the NBA. It's Jared Dudley. <laughs> the guy is missing. The guy threw shots at Ben Simmons, and I mean he ended the game. What was it? Zero point zero assists, one rebound. Some Terrence Ferguson stats. Yeah, he shot zero for two. Yeah, one two one rebound. Yeah, like. Like Stephen A. would say, right, the man's a bona fide scrub. <laughs> See, there's some guys who can talk, and then there's some guys who, you know, yeah. you can't say nothing. Right. Like, like for guys like Jordan, it was like, you know, get under his skin, play basketball, but don't talk to him. Don't look him in the eye. Yeah. Because that's just going to set him off. I mean, Lance Stevenson, he's, he's you know, much better than Jared Dudley. You know, first of all, I want to address, if your name's Jared Dudley, <laughs> you, you can't talk trash. <laughs> you got you got <laughs> It's like you're guarding a guy like, like Ben Simmons. Like, who are you? Yeah, I'm Jared Dudley. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh my god, just the name. Guys, first of all, bona fide scrub. I mean, he shouldn't have been talking to begin with, and I mean now he's missing. Yeah. So you know, hopefully we can find him, bring him back home safe. You know, prayers out to Jared Dudley should, should and his family. A, should we send an Amber Alert out? Uh, I believe they're working on it in New York. They're working on yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but uh. I think it's enough NBA talk for today. So today, let's let's top it up, top it off with some football. So the NFL draft is coming up, I believe, April twenty fifth. Yeah, next Thursday's uh, first round. It's gonna be a good one. 
Yeah. We got a guy like DK Metcalf who just every time he comes on the that's TV a, channel. I know that's a wide receiver, bro. That's God. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to hit the gym no more after seeing this guy. I don't want to hit him. I, I feel for any cornerback <laughs> and safety in the God. NFL right now because that he guy, will, he's going to run some people over this yeah. year. Oh, definitely. Like, I guarantee it. He's one of those guys, like, if once he gets the ball in his hand, I mean, he's gone. Yeah. I mean, you, you're going to have to have some help. I want to know, what's y'all's take on Kyler real quick? I'm sure y'all have talked about him. but I uh, think he's too undersized to me. You think so? Yeah, I think he's I too think... undersized. I think he's going to get a base full of Aaron Donald and yeah. he's going to be like – Wow, you, you think know, so? Oh, yeah, I think he should have took baseball. I think he should have took baseball. Too. I agree I'm, with I, that. I, you know, it's not guaranteed money mm-hmm. right off the bat, but, you know, he was good at baseball. Longevity. Uh, good, enough, good enough to get drafted seventh or, what, ninth, something like that overall. Mm-hmm. I mean – Go go go! Play for a few years, end up like Mike, look at Mike Trout's contract. I, I mean, with his speed and athleticism, he'd make a hell of a shortstop. Yeah, I, no, I, I he'd, he'd have to, he'd have to be a shortstop. Yeah. There's no, there ain't no five nine outfielders in, uh, in, the, in <laughs> yeah. the MLB. So, uh, so no, no, five, I mean, five ten. Sorry, no, he's five ten. I, I, five ten. Five, I agree nine, with you guys. Like it was a great move that he. Excuse me. He should have went to the. He should have played baseball. Excuse me. I don't know why I said it was a great move, but yeah. I think the biggest thing, when especially whenever they measured him, I think they measured him at like what five ten and a half. Five ten and one eighth, I think. Yeah. Five ten and one eighth. Yeah. And what what is Russell Wilson like? He's like five eleven. Yeah. He's, See, in they Russell measured him Wilson. at five ten, closer to five eleven, and but they're like, we'll put cleats on. He's gonna be five eleven, and I'm like, that that you know, I mean, look well, at Russell Drew Brees. Wilson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Drew Brees, you know, when he goes six under foot, center, and they say yeah, he's they said he was too short, and yeah, six foot, and now yeah. you got a couple inches below that. And I mean Russell Wilson, I think was just one of those, one of those outliers. And honestly, you know, according to his fantasy uh, project, uh, performance he's done for me the last few years, I don't know why I keep drafting him. But uh, he he isn't that he isn't everything they they cracked him up yeah. to be when he came into the league. And so, I mean, yeah, he's he's good enough to get this new contract that he got. Which did y'all see the video? That was weird. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I talk, me and him talking about on the last show. There, I was he's like sitting there with his back. Yeah, let's see in the morning. Said he's <laughs> like, "Oh God!" But uh, Carol's at home, like, "Damn it!" I give Kyler, I give Kyler two to three years, and I think he's out of the league. I think he's wow. going to get hurt. I think he's going to get hurt because he's too short. And the people say, "Oh, but he scrambles." Yeah, this ain't the Big Twelve anymore, man. Yeah, I mean, and he's is... not. See, the thing is, he's not in a an elite thrower as Drew Brees or as Russell Wilson. No. I they, mean, Russell they say Wilson, he is, but I don't think he is. Yeah, and he's he's a skinny guy. He's not as stocky built. As them, so I mean, yeah, he's gonna get hurt. I mean, you can be quick, you can be fast, but when you've got a linebacker who's you know six foot two fifty coming Luke, at think you of full Luke, speed, Luke, think of Luke Keekley coming at him, or like that—that's gonna make him think twice before he runs the football. Yeah, and, and that's gonna kill his confidence. But he's, he's lucky he don't play Seattle with the Legion of Boom now since they're oh. all gone. Cam Chancellor would have eaten him up. And just oh think of this God. Dallas Cowboys. I just, I just, I just feel, like, I just feel like football, if you're a football player, you're gonna be able to make football plays. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's what it comes. I think Kyler Murray has excelled on every single level he's been on. You look at what he did in Texas. He's a Texas high school football yeah. legend. Yeah, legend. Yeah. He he hasn't lost a single a single game, a single game, single game in Texas, and or in high school, college. O- almost the same thing. He lost what around Couple. one. Or, he won. He lost as one or two starter, games. As a starter, he lost. He lost, lost one game in Texas. Two. Cotton Bowl. He lost. He Texas lost. The, he lost the Red River game and he lost the Orange Bowl. Yeah. So I mean, you know, he has a pretty good track record of winning. I think I think this guy is a winner. I think that he can give an immediate impact. Well, I, I don't know about an immediate impact, but I think he can give an yeah. impact to an NFL roster. Like this, like this is. A, this but is I a, don't know because the Cardinals are the team that has you know high interest. 
I don't know if they should give away what they have right now. With I keep forgetting Josh Ro- Allen, Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. I mean Josh Rosen. Yeah, he came out. He came out and he was like, "Yo, this is kind of annoying." Yeah. The fact that like I mean they just drafted him. He's not a bad. He's a horrible person, dude. Dude's a cocky son of a gun. But yeah. I mean, he's a good quarterback. Yeah, he's, and, he's a good damn and quarterback. One year isn't enough to say. All right, well, we're just going to draft Kyler, and uh, Josh, um, you can back him up, or uh, we'll yeah. just ship you off, man. And I, I just don't think you, you do that right away. I think – Especially in the NFL. Especially in the mm-hmm. NFL. They have so many other needs, the Cardinals do. They they could get Nick Bosa. Oh, bo- definitely. Bo- bo- bolster that defensive line, which is really – that's what – I as a, as a – if I was a GM and I knew I had, you know, a good quarterback, I we had, you had some, you know, decent wide receivers. You had a good, good solid O-line. I'd be focusing on my defense. Defense wins ball games. That's mm-hmm. that's the saying. And so with a decent quarterback. With a decent quarterback. Yeah. I mean, look at the Browns. I mean, well, I mean, Baker's better than decent. But look I mean, now. I mean, yeah, look now. One, one could say one could say look at the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean. Oh yeah, definitely look at the Cowboys. Yeah, but D- <laughs> Dak is decent. Decent quarterback. Uh, decent. I think Very that's decent. it. Decent. <laughs> but NFL draft coming up. Yeah, let's talk about draft. Who's got the most at stake? I think the Raiders. Raiders. I I mean, look at how many first round picks they have. If they screw this up, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they if they screw this up, I don't know. If Oakland may burn to the ground. I mean, it's already going to burn to the ground once they leave. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Literally, how you screw, I don't know how you screw up. Was it two or three it's first three, round, three first three. round draft picks? Mm-hmm. You can't. There's no can't way you up. can screw this up. There Especially now, no way. you filled in your wide receiver position. Yes. So, see, the Raiders, I was thinking, but up until they got Antonio Brown, I was like, okay, they've already filled in one spot that they missed on. Now it's just, you know, you got to find a Khalil Mack kind of guy. And I think if they get a shot at Josh Allen (laughs) from Kentucky, uh, what's his name, Keenan Williams from Alabama, and, I mean, Nick Bosa, you've got three guys that you have a 90% shot at one of them. And I think the best one out of the three who can really have the brightest future could be Josh Allen out of Kentucky. I think he, he's more of an Aaron Donald kind of guy. I think Nick Bosa, after his injury, yeah, it's kind of like, okay, you know, you've already suffered, you know, a bicep tear in college. You know, will that, you know, add on to your resume? But, you know, he seems to look good right now. But in terms of, you know, longevity and things like that, I think Josh Allen would be a perfect fit for that Raiders team. I look at the New York Giants. I think that was, that, that that's was what I was thinking. I look, at, I look at the New York Giants. I think, first of all, clocks out on Eli Manning. Like, it, you know, hate to see it, but yeah. And, and you just gave up Odell Beckham Jr. You have two first-round picks. You have New England's third as well. I mean, you can see this team really go for Dwayne Haskins, and then they can yeah. they might be able to make a run at, at DK Metcalf. I mean, right now Metcalf is projected 22nd, but I mean, oh no no, he, he went up. Uh, oh yeah, I was they, say he's going. They up. say he's going, he's going okay. 12 to Green Bay, and 12? I think Green Bay is not passing up on him. Hey, no. If he's going twelve, then that's my bad. I was looking at a. Uh, a oh no, no, I, he, this is like a recent jump. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Recent. But yeah, no. But I mean, if I like uh, the New York Giants, I mean, you just gave up Odell. Receiving core is not looking like what it is. I mean, they got they ha- they. Ha- the thing about this draft is that whoever they draft, that they're going to be filling a need because they yeah. really need almost anything. Like, yeah. and that's really what it comes down to. But I think they gotta they gotta get a gotta get a QB. I think don't be surprised if they try making it. Try making a jump in the draft. Try to get Kyler Murray. That's that's, I'm, that's all. That's all I'm hitting at. I think I think you might see New York trade trade up their picks. Try to get Kyler Murray. But other than that, I mean, I don't know. Would you trade up for Kyler Murray? Or would you just go for Dwayne Haskins? I think Dwayne Haskins has the I think, higher yeah. potential. 
You think so? I think so. I think Kyler Murray is like Dwayne Haskins has the better arm. I, I, I people, I don't know. He's a I, hell of a quarterback. I, my, I, t- I said this on my on my sports show, and I got ripped for <laughs> yeah. it. I was like, but no, look at look at how many touchdowns Dwayne Haskins threw for last year and ran for. He had more touchdowns, I think, it, through the air than oh, yeah. Kyler Murray. Then I think anyone in college football, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Look at the NFL. How do quarterbacks score in the NFL? They're throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of, you know, scrambling, scrambling, running. There's, there's not. And I mean, that's why you see the Marcus Mariota scramble mm-hmm. for 70 yards on replays because that's one of the only few that where it happens like that. And and yeah, Kyler's fast, but like I said, it's the NFL. The cornerbacks are faster. The the safeties are faster. Even the hell, even the linebackers are faster. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's not going to be that much, unless you're on the goal line running. Like, but but Kyler, the way he scored on his runs, it was those 20, 30 yard runs. I got to go see him live. I was the same same thing. He would he would take it and then all yeah. of a sudden make a move. Mm-hmm. He's gone. And that's college football. I mean, there's there's football. hella gaps in the NFL. They're going to shut that off. Yeah. And exactly. you, you're going to get hit so hard. <laughs> I mean, your confidence that game is gone. Yeah. Because a good example, you look at Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, he relied on his scrambling the first half. I mean, the second half, when he started throwing that football, that team had a shot to win the game. Yeah. And I think that's what what you've got to adjust your game to. I mean, you can run. You can get out the – you can run to a certain extent nowadays yeah. to get out the pocket. Yeah. But nowadays, you know, or get the first down. But you can't run to, you know, get into the end zone. I mean, that's not going to get you far in the league. It stopped at the end of about, I'd say, Michael Vick. Yeah, and I think that that's about it. You can implement it here and there, but you know, back to the New York yeah. talk. But yeah, no, I think I think I think you don't trade up for Kyler. I think if you trade up for anything, it's gonna be for Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, if they, I, I, I feel New York doesn't even need a quarterback in the first round. I think they can wait until the second round because I think they've gave I think away. That's their most immediate need, though. Because they they had a talk with uh, Saquon Barkley. It was you know Saquon, he yeah. he he got offensive rookie of the year. He's yeah, like he you did. know he's like New York fans. You know, he's like, I don't understand why, you know, they're mad New York not drafting a quarterback in the first round. He's like, I thought they'd be happy with the offensive rookie of the year. He's like, but apparently, you know, their expectations are higher. He's like, a lot of people talk about Eli Manning being washed up. He's like, it was more of a team thing last season. I mean, you got to look at it. He's at, he's uh, he's arguably at the tail end of his career. But in terms of washed up. I think they can ride him out one more year. I think they can ride one, one maybe two years. I think they should focus on you know restructuring O line so that when you have that new quarterback coming in. But the the question is that if you, if you do not get a QB in the first round, mm-hmm. I mean who was there to get? And that's the thing is like you don't know how how deep the QB class is going to be next next draft yeah. or the draft prior to that. Hell, you know if they do ride him out for a couple more years, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. I mean that's and, 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 that's and a guy. But the thing is, if you're going to ride him out, I'm assuming you think that you think that they're going to make the playoffs. No, I think New York no. at this so, so, point. So, what, they know. so what's the what's the point of riding him out and not making the playoffs when you can get a young QB who can kind of rejuvenate your franchise and you miss, you uh, match him up with a young running back and then you could possibly get a young receiver as well. I mean, you could do your thing as an offense and now you already have your young core. I mean, well, when you say riding out, do you mean like riding Eli and then waiting for Trevor Lawrence or? No, or just you know, just doing your thing with Eli Manning. You know, whatever you guys said, one or two more years, and then he's done. Or wait till he. Re- I, I guess you guys assume that he re- until he's he retires. Retire, yeah. Until he retires. Well, I mean, that's just going to set you guys back for a, f- a few more years. I think that's and what they need to do. So you, so you're basically assuming that you're basically saying that they that they need to tank. 
not tank necessarily, but I think try to see what you can get out of Eli. Out of whatever you can get. But try to build, build, build that O line. You know, you definitely have to restructure it. You let Lionel Collins go. You're gonna have to build that secondary. I mean, they've got a lot of pieces that matter more because I mean, Eli Manning can give you a good game if you give him the right piece. I mean, they still have Sterling Shepard, but if they can restructure that team. And then say come, you know, whatever, 2022 draft, whatever it is, Trevor Lawrence is available. I mean, this team is, you know, from an all right team to a contender. If he honestly, he could go. Trevor Lawrence could leave after this year and be in the 2020 draft. Or do they They don't have to stay three years, right? They they can just stay two, right? Unless you redshirt. But I think he was a true freshman. I think he was a true. Yeah, he was yeah. a true freshman. Yeah, because so, he's so still he, eighteen, he could, nineteen. He could leave uh, after this season, and I don't know if he will. Depends on how Clemson does. He probably, but probably you could the early uh, the, the the year that I would target is probably twenty twenty one. That yeah. will be the draft that Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, or even Tua. I mean, or Tua. Tua will be probably either. Probably twenty twenty. Probably next after either this next coming year, season. maybe yeah. I don't know. I doubt he's staying four years after his ankle injury as well. Yeah. I mean, they had a completely I, restructured. I just, I just don't know if that's worth what the two or three years of mediocrity or even below that. Just just for a guy that's that I, Trevor Lawrence is going to be special. I uh-huh. get that. Yeah. But I don't know if it's worth losing all these games and like I I just I I, I don't know if I'm with you guys on this one. Because. Because I think if they, because the thing is, if they bring in a guy like Dwayne Haskins and you know Kyler Murray, they're going to be in that same position. They're not going to the playoffs. I mean, Dwayne Haskins the is with the, that O line. But the question is though, would you rather would you rather not make the playoffs with a what a twenty two year old or a twenty three year old, or not make the playoffs with a thirty five year old? And that's what it comes down to. Because I just think there's because because the NFL is all about experience, right? Yeah. So if you give your young QB Dwayne Haskins the, all the experience he needs, you're going to let him play and whatnot. You give him a season and whatnot. This team, like this, this New York, this New York team has his weapons. I mean, Saquon Barkley is, is yeah. probably the best running back in the whole league. He, the problem is their O line is complete crap. Yeah. And so, so if I, you put Dwayne Haskins there, he's gonna die probably. And so then you'll have a hurt, <laughs> you'll have a hurt quarterback, and I mean now you have I'd no rather, quarterback. You have no quarterback. So I, I think I just think you have to look at the way the NFL is structured. You need a good O line. I think they need to bolster the O line. Before anything, before they even try for a good quarterback, because otherwise, what's he gonna do? He's gonna t- step back. Oh, all of a sudden, the dude's in his face because they busted through your line. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look at the Cowboys. Uh, what was it five years ago? That's when they started building the Great Wall of Dallas, and I mean, now it's kind of you know not as good as it used to be. But in those it's, few, it's respectable. Though. It's respectable in those few years when they were just completely mm-hmm. dominating, though. I mean. Dak and Tony had all the time in the world to just sit there and look for an open man. And then we look at Tony, you know, in terms of, you know, dying. <laughs> Tony, <laughs> Ro- Tony Romo almost died. I mean, he back did. surgeries, clavicle. Yeah, yeah. Luckily enough, you know, God was on his side and he saved them. Yeah, but seriously. if it's a Kyler Murray or a Dwayne Haskins who's not used to that, I yeah. mean, Romo, Romo had to, you know, adjust to getting hurt. He had to adjust to getting hit and, you know, almost dying. So... <laughs> Romo's a survivor, but I don't think a lot of people can survive like Romo did. So I think that's what it comes down to. And I think yeah. New York has most at stake because those fans are some savages. I agree. Yeah, no, it's New York fans. Yeah. The, I mean, at least not, Jets fans kind of know, ah, oh, we're going to suck in. Okay, it's, it's fine. We're fine. We're fine. Yeah. But the Giants, they just, they're ruthless. Yeah. It's, it's Keep bad. in mind, they got Jabril Peppers. They yeah. probably didn't care for Odell leaving. No. They're like, you know, he's always injured. We don't need him. So, I mean, these Giants fans. I mean, if you bring in a guy like Dwayne Haskins, 
and you know you let Eli go, and he doesn't excel, which is going to be due to the O line. Yeah. I mean, the New York fans are not kind of any. They're going to jump on him. Yep. They're going to say he's a scrub, this and that. When it's you know it's it's more of a team issue. So I think keep the fans happy, give them hope. Just don't draft the quarterback in the first round. That's how I feel. Yeah, agree to disagree. Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it happens a lot. <laughs> but uh. It's a Friday morning. Got my boy Joe in the house. Any, you know, words of wisdom, you know, any inspirational words, things? Words, words of wisdom. For, I the, mean, for the anything, anything for the viewers that you want to let them know. I mean, uh, you know, you know, live, live each day like it's your last and uh, OU sucks. So there we go. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> it's uh, Hook 'em Horns. It's Sports Decaf. It's your boy Thadik Abdullah. It's your boy Thadik Abdullah. There you go. It is Joe Scanlon. Oh, yeah. with you on this Friday. Hell yeah. We are out. Peace out.